Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. We're good to go. We're going to pray and get started. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We ask you, Lord, that you would help all of us grow and mature, that you would help all of us become uh, what you've called us to be, that we would really take the seriousness of that call, that we would apply effort into it, that we would put all that we can into serving you while we are here to do that, and kingdom building, let it be our priority. Lord, we ask that you would open our ears and open our eyes tonight, that we would be able to hear and receive from you, that we'd be able to be strengthened in our core, and Lord, that we would change, we would not... Uh, just sit here for 30 minutes and nothing would happen, but Father, that your words would speak into us and there would be change, that we would notice, that others would notice. Lord, we thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. All right, so tonight, and probably for a couple weeks, so I'm going to write this down. I want you to write down as well if you have a place to do it. We're going to talk about resisting the enemy. It was a topic given to me, uh, and it's a pretty deep topic, so I think we're going to make it a couple of nights. So let's turn to James chapter 4, verse 6. We'll start in verse 6. But he, and I'm reading out of LSB, but he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. In verse 7, be subject, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, most people quote, resist the enemy, and he will flee from you. And if we go to like a a King James version or something a little different. Submit, therefore, to God. Uh, and you're probably more familiar with that or humble yourself to the Lord. Uh, but it's all telling us the same thing. Before we get to resisting the devil and he will flee, there's a big part of this in the beginning of this verse that we have to look at. Submit, therefore, to God or humble yourself to God. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We've got to learn uh, that humble, you know, we, we've we've got to learn that being humble and Submitting ourselves to God is probably, I don't say it's the most important thing because there's a lot of important things, but it's probably one of the top five things that we have to do to be effective in spiritual warfare. Now, I know we need the word and we need different things. And again, we'll talk about more of that in the coming weeks. But for tonight, we really want to talk about being subject to God or submitting to God. And a verse above it, verse six, he's, he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You don't want God to be against you. You don't want God to be opposed to you. You don't want God to be upset with you. In other words, uh, not in the upset in a sense like he's mad, but against you. And that's what happens if we're proud. That's what happens in pride. We want to make sure uh, in everything that we do that we are not being prideful. And one of the things about pride is a lot of times we don't know we're being prideful. Now, I guess there is an arrogance, and that's pretty much what pride is, is arrogance. And there can be an arrogance and pride that is so out there in front of you that everybody can see it. But that's not the normal. The normal is that we are being prideful to God or not submitting to God in a way that we're not even used to. But a prideful man can expect to receive nothing from God. Now, that's I wish I would have been the one to come up with that, but that's been in commentaries and teachings for all the years in my early 20s up to now that I've studied on Scripture. And everybody is the same position on this, uh, you know, God— you're not going to receive anything from him if you are prideful. And pride, if you remember, if you think about it, was really the number one thing that happened in heaven when Satan was kicked out of heaven. And we saw, Jesus said he saw Satan fall like lightning. 
it was pride. He wanted to be like God. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be like God, and he's still trying to do it uh, all through time until the Lord returns on that great day, and none of this will matter because we will be with him. Amen? But until then, we want to make sure that we are not living a life of pride. We've not hardened our heart, that we have not positioned ourselves inside, like in our inner core to have this resistance against God. Pride gets rewarded by our effort. Pride is something that we believe we deserve from God because I am great or I'm this or I'm that. I'll put in context to this, you know, someone saying, well, I'm resisting the enemy in my strength or how great I am or what I've achieved or what I've done. And because of that, he's going to flee from me. But God's saying, no, the humble, those who submit to God, those who are humble will receive that grace. Grace will always overcome sin. I heard this said one time, and I would give credit if I knew who, but I heard it said one time that sin is the flood and grace is the boat, right? Noah's. And I love that example because grace gives power over sin. Grace is strength in a, in a sinful place. Grace is not based on your worth or my worth or what we're doing. Grace is based on who God is. And because grace is based on who God is, there is no condition on our part in receiving that other than embracing who God is and submitting, humbling ourselves to him. And there's a greater grace given. God's opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. If you're humble and not false humility, but an actual humble in spirit, if you can submit to God, if you can uh, just give your all to him, if you can release the, you know, I hate to say it in a sermon, but you know what I mean? Like the arrogance of life or the greatness of who we are and just admit to him in all humility and just come to him in a sense of, I need you. I, I cannot do anything without you. And we only quote verses all the time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's contingent on Christ strengthening you, not you. It has nothing to do with you. We were not there when he was on the cross and we didn't pay the price he paid and we didn't go through what he went through. We didn't do any of the things that he did to enable us to have what we have today. Even our salvation is a gift from God through grace. Lest any of us can boast, right? So we know everything we have in Christianity is because of God's love, his grace, his, you know, his unmerited favor, undeserving favor upon us, uh, based on who he is. And so if you read this and the understanding, God's saying if we submit ourselves to him, if we're humble to him, he will give us grace. And that grace will be able to resist the enemy. And that resisting is like a standing. It's a almost an action in, in this sense. It's not just a I'm gonna ignore you. It's a doing something. But in order to be able to do that, there needs to be a grace on your life. There needs to be this power that only God can give based on who he is that we apply to our life and we and are submitting to him. And that gives us the ability to resist the devil and he will flee from you. And the reason he'll flee from you is because that grace, all his accusations, he's the accuser of the brethren, okay? So that grace on your life, when the enemy's telling you all these horrible lies, and he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, he's telling you all these horrible lies, and as he's telling you all these things, you you can't sometimes say they're not true, okay? So I'll give you an example, but I'm not going to say it's any of you just reason of just a generic example. Just say you really are doing things that you shouldn't be doing, and I don't want to name anything to put an idea in your head, but an enemy would come to you and you know, would condemn you with it, would would rub it in your face and just present it to you. And now you're supposed to resist them, okay? Now you're supposed to resist the enemy. You're supposed to uh, not let it get to you. And it's going to be hard because there's truth in it. There's truth in his accusation because we all fall short. 
So it's not hard for him to find something that he can look at a believer and say, here's what you're doing in your life. You, you know, you don't deserve what God's doing. You don't deserve his favor. You don't deserve his blessing. Look at who you are. Who do you think you are? You know, and this whole line of accusing the brethren or bringing these lies mixed with truth against us. Now, how are you supposed to resist against that? Like, how are you supposed to uh, be able to stand in that position, hold, you know, hold your shoulders back, your head high as a child of God and resist him without that, those words just eating at you, chipping at your conscience, chipping at your, um, your, your ability to keep going. You know, eventually it's going to break and wear you down. And eventually it's going to cause you to start receiving those things. And when you start doing that, you're not resisting anymore. Now we're joining in. So what's the answer here? Well, the answer is God's grace. We humble ourselves to God. His grace he gives out, right? God's uh, opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble, and he gives a greater grace. So there's more grace than we even are understanding, more than we can talk about in this uh, 30-minute teaching. But that grace that comes to your life is where we can say when the enemy's accusing us. Now, I'm not telling you to join in with the enemy. I'm just telling you to say this. Okay, I may have been that, or I may be currently that, but it's not based on my merit that I am protected. It's not based on on what I'm doing that I'm a child of God. It's not based on who I am that the rules, and, and I call them rules because there's rules of creation that we have simply no power over because God is sovereign. He can do what he wants when he wants. He's God. In other words, one of his rules are, in the beginning, let there be light. Well, we're not going to put it out because God said, let there be light. Uh, God's children are his children. Our names are in the Lamb's Book of Life, and he says no one can blot them out. That's a rule. I call it a rule. I, some people call it uh, maybe more of a defining characteristic of a God, or maybe it's one of the truths of Scripture. Uh, either way you look at it, what we're actually saying or all saying together is there are things in the Bible that are without conditions, without our pardon. It doesn't matter because God has set those things in place. The one of them is that if you submit to him, there's a greater grace that comes in your life. And as that grace comes on you, even as the enemy is accusing you and bringing these things against you, they will not have the power and you will be able to resist them because we can own by God's merit, not me. In other words, not what Jason did great or isn't doing great. And thank God that's not how this works because if it was, uh, I mean, we all fall short. I fall short. We wouldn't have much of a, a leg to stand on in that battle back and forth and resisting the enemy. And if you notice, it doesn't say cast out the enemy. It says resist the devil and he will flee from you. And then we're to draw close to God. And you can't draw close to God with a, a bad conscience or a seared conscience or an attitude that you're not good enough. And what replaces all that? What replaces all that is grace. Grace is what makes you uh, and I be able to stay in the midst of, and, and I'm not saying it's not true, but in the midst of accusations that may have truth in them, it's where we can say this simple but so powerful truth. It has nothing to do with me. The grace upon my life has nothing to do with me. It is based 100% in God, 100% in God, because of who he is. That's where grace comes from, not who I am, who he is. And when the enemy's coming at you of who he is, we, we fight that with who God is. Now, you're not fighting it with who you are. You're fighting the enemy with who God is. Who you are, we, we can't win against him. I know he's defeated, but he's not dumb, and there's a difference, right? He's defeated in a sense that, he was thrown out of heaven, and Jesus made a public spectacle of him on the cross and disarmed the principalities and powers, and we have authority through Christ. But it's through Christ, not in us. We don't have the authority. It's through Christ. That's why Michael, when arguing with uh, Satan over the body of Moses, said, 
I, I dare not bring an accusation against you, but the Lord rebuke you. Because it's through his name, his authority, his power that we have victory. Okay, so when you're in this battle submitting to God and that grace is on your life and the enemy is coming against you and, and you're trying to resist them, that ability to be able to resist them is 100% found in that grace that is upon your life and a greater grace that's upon your life to be able to overcome those accusations, those things that are going on and stand there, not in a sense of pride, because that's where you'll get in trouble. The pride is where you'll say, well, I go to church six days a week, or I read my Bible, or I'm this, I'm that. And God just is opposed to that because that arrogance, that that self-deserving, like I, I should get favor based on my works, is, is not honoring of God. Because what we're saying then is, even if God wasn't doing anything, right? So if God didn't do anything at all, I'm good enough. I'm, I'm strong enough. I read enough. I'm perfect enough. I've arrived enough that because of who I am, I can resist the enemy and there's no accusation he can bring because I'm just that perfect, right? And I know it sounds very arrogant and prideful, and I'm trying to make a real point here. That's not how that works. And so you can fast every day. You can do all these things. But that doesn't make you somebody that has the authority or the power to resist the enemy. What does is that grace on your life. And that's why we need that grace or none of this happens. We, we can't receive from God without that grace because it's that grace that not only in resisting the enemy, but also in your call, using your gift, stepping out in ministry, uh, that grace when you're going through hard times from serving God, it's that grace that covers you and, and that favor from God because of who he is that gives you the comfort to say, no matter what happens or what I go through or what people are saying about me or comments on Facebook or you know uh, social media, I'm just using it for example, and it can be rough out there. It can be rough. People can say, uh, some mean things about you if you're trying to serve God. And it doesn't have to just be from the enemy. He can use all kinds of sources. And yes, he can use people. And we're not going to get into that, but that would be a good one to write down and we'll talk about sometime. But, you know, we've got to be able to have that grace of God to lay down night with a clear conscience and say, there's a grace on my life to be able to do this. There's a grace to be able to do these, these teachings, these podcasts. Well, people may not agree with you. Well, absolutely. Uh, there's people that don't agree with anything anyone says. So that shouldn't be shocking to any of us. And again, it's social media. Everyone has an opinion and we hide behind keyboards and say whatever we feel like saying. But there's a grace. What makes people keep doing this? There's a grace on your life. There's a grace from God and a greater grace as we step into these areas in our life where we really are pursuing God, where we really are resisting the enemy, and we, we become almost needed. Now, I know the armor of God and the sword of spirit and, and prayer and faith and building ourselves. We're going to get to that at a different time. But tonight, we're talking about that grace that comes from being humble. Because even the armor of God, if you don't have uh, that grace in your life from God, from submitting to him, you won't feel worthy of wearing the helmet of salvation. You won't feel worthy of the shoes of peace. Like, you won't wear the armor. Grace in our life, and like I said, I don't think it's the most, but probably top five. We have to have that grace and an understanding of that grace because of the power that grace pre pre presents and gives us in our life to overcome these things. And so you, you meet someone who's, let's use some examples here about resisting the devil. And I'm not calling people the devil, but I'm going to use some examples you can relate to. All right. So just remember, I said, that. I'm not calling people the devil. I'm just using examples. So you meet someone who's been uh, hurt in church. Okay. They went to church and they got hurt. And most people that got hurt in church got hurt because they feel like they didn't deserve or they it wasn't warranted what happened to them. Maybe the, the preacher, maybe 
a leader or someone there said something or did something, they feel like, hey, I, I didn't deserve that. Uh, I, I did everything right. Okay, so we could say, well, there's some pride there. Uh, and maybe it is true they did everything right, but we could still say there's some pride in that to say, I don't deserve it. Well, Jesus didn't deserve anything that happened to him. I mean, nothing. And we have these witty sayings, you know, well, if you were hurt at church, you were going for the wrong reason. Yeah, I understand that. But people are people, and emotions are emotion, and things can happen. So how do you get past that? You don't get past it. You have God's grace in your life. You submit to him, and you say, God, church is hard. Going there is hard. All this is hard. How do I do it? And his grace covers you. And the enemy says, don't ever go back. You should just stay away from it. They're all hypocrites and this and that. And the grace of God covers those lies, uh, covers all that garbage out of your head, and you will be able to stand strong and keep pursuing God. That's that's how that works. You'll be able to, we don't get over church hurt because we're just super mature people. We get over it because we have God's grace. Okay. So God's called you to ministry. You start ministry, you start preaching, teaching, whatever God's called you to do, apostolic, prophetically, whatever it is. Uh, and you know, uh, eventually you're going to say the wrong thing and someone's going to get mad and you'll give a word. They'll say it's not accurate. And they'll say, oh, I'm never doing this again. Like, uh, this is horrible. You know, why would anybody want to do this? Well, it's, it's the grace of God that that gets you to keep moving forward, that gets you to keep pursuing into him, right? It's that, it's that grace that takes those accusations, all those lies that say, hey, you know, it, it, you're right. It's not my ability. I'm, what is it? I'm, I'm filthy rags without God. I'm filthy rags. Uh, where sin abounds, grace abounds more. Grace covers a multitude of sins. Like, I, I got to have his grace. And in that, in that understanding, in that power of grace is where sin is destroyed it's where the enemy's words like kind of hit you and fall dead. It's where accusations from people just drop on the ground. It's where church hurt and wanting to give up and all this is just, it's removed from your life, not because of your great strength, but it is because of that grace from God. And when you read verse eight with me, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded, right? Pretty strong, but focus on this first part of the thing. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Well, a lot of people say, well, I'm resisting the enemy, I'm doing all this, and I feel so distant from God, and all we talk about is the enemy, the enemy, the enemy. And this is where I get, and I can't get into it, but this is where I, I get when you hear me preach about deliverance and all this stuff, that we should be more godly-minded than enemy-minded. And this is why. Because if you're submitting to God and you're, you're humble to God, his grace will cover you, and it will draw you near to God. And as you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And I know what you're going to say. Well, why wouldn't God draw near me? Well, we just read it. God is opposed to the proud, a prideful heart, an arrogant heart. You're not going to receive anything from God. I don't care where you go to, to hear a different message or a different church or ministry or teaching. The Bible is very clear. God does not respond to pridefulness in us. He is not uh, going to just give grace in those areas. We've got to submit to God and be humble. You see someone close to God, we can see it in their life. We can see it in their action. They're drawing near to him, and God draws near to them because there is a humbleness in them. And when I was younger growing up, I remember people saying to me, uh, you know, if you feel away from God, is God never moves, you did. And there's, and there's truth to it because God doesn't move. So then you say, well, connect that to this. Well, in my life where I was close to God and I needed God, 
Okay, I give you an example. I need a God, need a God, need a God, and God brought in my healing or deliverance. And as soon as you did, you get you get a little arrogant, you get a little prideful because you got it. Right now you're healed and you can have a testimony. Look what I went through. As soon as you do that, that pride in you, right, that I talked about earlier that you might not even know you're doing, is now starting to sound real arrogant. It's starting to sound like what you did because you're forgetting all the nights in prayer. You're forgetting all the times uh, you know, in your prayer clause. You're forgetting all the times, begging, crying, asking God. You seem to forget them when you get on the other side of it. It seems sometimes it can happen to people. Well, you know what I mean. Uh, if someone ends up in a hospital who doesn't even pray, they want everyone to pray. And I promise God, if I get out, I'll serve you forever to get out. And all of a sudden, now they forget about God. And sadly, it happens entirely too much. So there can be a point in our life where we're humble to God, we're submitting to God, and we're pressing into God, and He's drawing near us, and we are growing and growing, and it's amazing. And it's like, wow, you know, I can't get. And then all of a sudden, you get the answer right? Like your deliverance or your healing or the prayer. And then there's this thing rise up in you that you accomplished it. Or now you deserve people to treat you different. You deserve people to act different, the church, the pastor, the apostle, the prophet, uh, you know, even God himself, because you, you're you now this person. Well, you're in pride. And as soon as that happens, now the grace is starting to lift. Uh, God uh, is opposed to the proud. Everything that you had to get there starts to feel like you're getting away. Uh, and you'll talk to someone who'll say, well, if you feel like you're distant from God, he didn't move, you moved. And they'll say, well, I know. well, you did. You, you've, you've got pride in your life. And so this is something that I can't tell you or teach you that once you learn to submit to God, it's a one and done. No, this is this is for your whole life. I, I want to you know, wrap this up on this point here is you're resisting the enemy in something in your life tonight or uh, you're going through something and then God answers you. Don't forget the grace that enabled you to resist the enemy. Don't forget once you go through this, how you got through it. Because that's where pride can come in. That's where self, look at me, look at me, look what I earned. Uh, I've seen entirely too many Christians that have been praying and praying and praying and God answered them. And as soon as God answered them, it seemed like all of a sudden they have arrived. Not, not God has arrived through them. They have arrived. And people with gifts, I'm just throwing this out there. You know, people that have gifts, the most, and listen, all of us have gifts, but I mean the gifts that are evident, you know, the, the preaching, the teaching, the prophesying, uh, the songwriting, the song playing, worship leaders, all of them, uh, different, really out in front, needed gifts in the church. They're the most vulnerable because people can look at you and say, you are amazing. Yeah, it is amazing because the gift of God is attractive. But remember, it's the gift of God. It's not the person. I, if, if you ever listen to me, and, and most of you will laugh when I say this, but God used a donkey. So yes, we're valuable, but God also used a donkey. And don't ever forget that because as we get mature in the Lord and he uses us and pours his blessing out and we grow and keep stepping out, let's never forget the grace of God that was on our life through submission and humility that we use to resist the things in our life at that time, the enemy was throwing us, that promoted us to where we are. And the next time uh, that the enemy comes around or something happens and you're you're praying out to God and you're saying, hey, I need your help. I, I need you to, to reach in my life and do this. And you, and you submit and you're humble and you'll grow so close to him. And then all of a sudden you'll say, oh, look what I did. And then the same process happens again and again. You don't have to keep going through bad things. You don't you don't have to have horrible things in your life happen for you to stay close to God. Though it does seem that for some people, when bad things happen, it does keep you close to God. And I remember 
I was probably in my mid-20s, and there was a pastor praying and said, who wants to join me, uh, that they're going to pray. There was always a stumbling block in their life, so they would always need God. And at the time, at, you know, in my 20s, it sounded, yeah, that sounded great. You know, we're going to pray that we always need it. And I got older, I thought, well, it would be nice to never have that pride and never have to be pulled away from God and not just need God because there's always an obstacle in my life. It'd be great to get to a place of freedom, eventually into dominion, where I could just serve and love God because I want to and stay submit to him because the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and his Holy Spirit is moving through me. And as I'm maturing, I'm learning that the value in submitting, the value in being humble, the value of having his grace on my life far surpasses anything pride could ever give. And I don't want to shake hands with the enemy uh, and using one of the things that he's very big at using called pride. I, I want to stay connected with God in humility because, I mean, he's God and he came through the womb of a woman and grew up as a child and ended up on a cross. And I mean, that's humble. That's humility. And he said, I only do what the father, you know, tells me to do. I mean, he, he was so honoring and, you know, God through Jesus made the exact example for all of us. And we need to live like that. We need to live in that kind of humility and humbleness. And I don't care if you're apostolic. I don't care if you are prophetic. I care what your calling is. It's got to be grounded in humility and humbleness for God. It's got to be grounded in that grace that covers your life, that covers the sins, that covers uh, your shortcomings, that powerful, life-changing grace That'll have, uh, that'll have you be able to stand and resist the enemy and draw closer to God, and he will draw closer to you. So if you want to strengthen a prophetic gift, you don't do this for false humility to get it, but this is how you do it. You submit and give yourself to God. You want to grow your teaching gift? This is how you do it. You draw close to God by submitting in humility and letting that grace come upon your life. And you walk off that platform, whether you were healing, deliverance, or prophesying, or, or preaching, or teaching children, or whatever, worship, whatever it was, make sure you stop and, and make sure you do this. And you thank the Lord that he can use a vessel like you. You thank God that he found favor in your life to bless you with any gift, to bless you with any amount of his anointing, to bless you uh, with any kind of kingdom responsibility. It is a blessing. Uh, is an honor. We don't deserve it. It is a gift of grace in our life. Uh, and, uh, you know, your life will change if you will start to give glory and honor to God for that grace on your life, which you do not deserve, nor can you earn it. It is simply because of who God is. I promise you, your life will change. In any of the five, anything that God's called you to do, this is a grounded foundational thing that we all must have. Uh, the reason I'm saying that is you'll say, hey, spirit life, uh, you know, uh, from the prophetic or, or the officer prophet, why don't we talk more about things? Well, because the gifting part will work itself out because God gives a gift. But the character and how to live in that, how to function, it, that's our responsibility. And we need to take the time to not just talk about gifts and the manifestation of gifts and how to do and how to do and how to do. We've got to learn how to be people uh, that honor God, live for God, keep our home in order, how to use these principles to have victory so we're not out there getting swayed by doctrines of demons and weird teachings and all the other garbage that's out there. Uh, we want to make sure that we are people who understand God, the process of God, and when we start doing it, it will make the Word of God come alive because God is true to His Word. He does not lie. You don't have to do all this other stuff. You don't 
have to do all these, you know, crazy things and spend all this money and travel all over the place. There's nothing wrong with good, healthy conferences and, and giving to those that are building the kingdom and give with a cheerful heart. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're doing it out of an idea of gaining this kind of stuff, it's not going to work. Where the real power of a believer is, and in the submission and the humility of your heart towards Jesus Christ, and understanding that in that his grace will come upon you, and you will be able to resist the enemy, do your call, uh, build what God's building the kingdom, you will finish your race stronger than you started, you, you will not get weary in doing good, all these promises will come upon your life, your relationship him will grow, your relationship with the Holy Spirit will grow, uh, and you will not recognize yourself in six months to a year if you put your heart into learning these principles that are very clear, uh, and anyone can read them right here in Scripture. Don't just read past them and quote, resist the devil. Make sure you understand the submission to God first. Amen? All right. Well, uh, that's uh, tonight's teaching. Uh, I hope you learned and, and growing from it. And uh, if you have any questions, reach out to the ministry. Uh, I see a, a good bit of your owner. I can't say hi to all of you, but Paul and uh, Debbie and there's Michelle. It's good to see some of you. And I say see you, but to read your comments there, I can't comment type and talk, but someday you never know. I might get that gift. Uh, but as always, go to pffministries.org uh, and you can find out where we're going to be. Again, we're going to be in Windsor, 68 West Main Street this Friday night for a prophetic service. Uh, they're always a good time. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a powerful teaching about how God uh, uses the prophetic and in our life. And I know you say, well, that's what we talk about. I know, but it's so exciting, isn't it? And I say all of them are good and they're all exciting because they are. You can also find all of our teachings on there in our YouTube channel and on Facebook. Uh, and if you would like to partner with the ministry, we need prayer partners. We're growing. We need that prayer support. Go to uh, pffministries.org. Go to the partner. I believe it's called the partner page. You can click on the link right there and you can partner with the ministry in prayer. And if the Lord leads your heart to it and you have a joyful attitude, right? I want you to be joyful and you want to support the ministry financially, you can partner with us uh, as well. And uh, we will be releasing the uh, once a month emails out to our partners. And that's not, you don't get special things for partnering with us. We just want to share with our prayer partners uh, and uh, financial partners where the ministry is going, what you can join us in prayer, uh, what you can stand in a gap with us for. And there's different things that we can, uh, by faith, receive from God together as we build the kingdom. All right. So I'm going on and on tonight. So I'm going to end up here and pray with you. And I want to believe that as you submit to God and you understand in that humility that grace is going to come upon your life and your gift, your calling, your anointing, everything's going to change and you are going to resist the enemy and you literally will see him flee. Amen. So let's pray uh, and give the Lord some, listen, let's give him some honor and really believe in his prayer that things are going to change. So let's not just pray and, you know, hear me pray, pray with me and let's really believe that God hears our prayers and something's going to happen. In other words, for you prophetic people out there, when you pray, uh, you should be believing that you're releasing out into the future what God has planned for your life, right? And you faith people, uh, we all should be all these, by the way, but faith people, you should be out there believing that by faith, you're going to receive these promises that we've read in our scripture tonight. So no matter where you stand in the kingdom, prayer should be very special and very powerful to you. Uh, and it should be something you do with a great honor unto God. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for this teaching. We ask that you would reach into our hearts tonight, that you would bring uh, the understanding of how valuable and how needed your grace is as we submit to you, that it will the enemy will flee, that it will be in those areas 
and overcome the sin in our life. It'll it'll give us a clear conscience to you. It'll help with our gifting, our calling, that we may have a grace for what you called us to do. That we won't get burned out. We won't get upset. We won't get all these uh, emotions connected to ministry and get hurt. We'll stay on track. Father, I pray tonight to those that are joining in and those that are going to put their hand to the plow of that grace, that they keep at it. They don't give up. They keep learning to submit to you, and, and they would break the pride in their life. They would break the arrogance in their life, even maybe those that have been delivered, those that have gone through great uh, turmoil and trials in their life, that you've healed them and delivered them, that they would always remember to say unto you and give you credit, and they would never forget how much your grace was there for them. Father, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. As always, God bless you. We appreciate it. Uh, We hope to see you at one of our places we're going to be. Keep checking our website for all the uh, places that the Lord is having us this year go and talk and speak and do ministry. It's been exciting. Uh, And God bless. We hope to see you Friday, either in person or online. God bless. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PFFM Spirit Life Teachings. If you have any questions or comments, need prayer, or just want to reach out, please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at God bless.